everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody welcome to wednesday yeah wednesday night case updates already man this week is going isn't it just flying by it is going crazy for sure Mm -hmm. yeah well how's it going what you been up to today good you know i have been uh working on this transition that we're making with the psychic hour so if you've listened recently you know that the psychic hour is going behind our paywall but we're making it super easy to get to it and affordable um and and so i've had a lot of fun with it i did figure out today how to stream it direct to patreon so if you are one of our patrons you will just get it automatically it will stream there um each week when we do it and getting the new subscription set up, it's 99 cents a month if you want to sign up for the Psychic Hour by it, just by itself on mm-hmm. YouTube. And you'll be able to do that. I don't think you can do it right now. It's under review with YouTube, you know, but it, you'll be able to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you are already part of the Cold Read Party crew here on YouTube, you will get it automatically. So mm-hmm. there will be notifications that go out. You'll see them prior to mm-hmm. it will be at the same time you will just either go to our youtube channel or to our patreon channel in order to watch it so i spent a bunch of time today figuring that out i even tested it with a test live stream and and brought it in on uh, patreon and it worked and i'm really excited so excellent look at yeah. you look so at you I got it rock in the hizzle you just watch out technology because i win every time that's right. <laughs> I should never say that out loud. Ever. Right. It, please, uh, uh, I don't know. Salt, wood, something. Wood, something yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job. You are awesome. I'm so happy. Yeah, I did. am too. I want to make sure that we don't lose anybody. It's just going to oh. be slightly different. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is, it is good. It is a good change, but yes, it's changed nonetheless. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Cammy. I am feeling okay. You know? have the same symptoms I've had for a while. Nothing's significantly changed. Um, We just know what it is now. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. And and Cammie, how are you feeling? Cammie has the the other big C. Oh, you do? You have COVID? Oh. That's the vid. Yeah. That sucks, man. Right? No kidding. Been there, done that. Not fun. No. Well, I am crazy excited because I found someone in a neighboring town that is selling their entire sublimation business. Wow. And yeah, with the printer I have always wanted, that's really, really hard to get. <laughs> that's but so cool. The big printer. I'm so excited. Also, just lots of tools and things that I either don't have or what I have was the cheapest shit I could buy. And this is better. <laughs> nice, so nice. It's good. And tons of blanks. Like, it's just a really, it's really fun. It's exciting. So when the show's over, I get to go uh, drive, uh, drive away to meet her and get my stuff. So I'm. That's so cool. Beyond How excited. Fun. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, Cammy, I'm sorry. She is feeling rough. Dang it. Stupid COVID. Yeah, that damn COVID. Oof, not fun. Yeah. Want to welcome Alifair, Cranky, Colleen, Janie, Amy, Fran, Paula, Barbara, Cammy, Spirit, RJ, Jody, Aaron. I think I got everybody. Sublimation mm-hmm. is the uh, the printing process that I do. I'll show you. I actually have, I had these uh, out to show off on my other show yesterday, but these are baby blankets I just made. Oh, yeah. For a cousin's baby. I don't know how so well you can see them, but. Coyote. Yeah. They're all personalized with her name on them. I think but that's a, really neat. That it's I a never printing and pressing that. process. Yeah. Aw. 
isn't that sweet? But yeah. see that line on that elephant? Mm-hmm. Well, that'll never happen again with the new printer. <laughs> oh, you can print bigger images. Nice. Yeah, way bigger images. So anyway, yes, the uh, the crafting geek is going crazy in me. So I'm very excited. I bet. Yeah. So that's what's up. I know. Aren't they sweet? They're so sweet. I know. Mm-hmm. They are. They're darling. And and now, well, we have no babies in this family anymore. No. And, and hopefully we don't have any for a while. Right. Like Not, our younger set, they, they have life to live. Yeah. Life to live, college to mm-hmm. do, you know, stuff like that. Just no. <laughs> My two older kids are both like, I don't know if I ever want kids. And I'm like, eh, everyone says that, but I'm not so sure. You know, they're both kind of like, this world's too F to bring kids into. Yeah, I think our younger generation is feeling that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to bring really kids into them. this crazy situation? Right. I don't know. Well, plus they're so, the whole abortion thing right now has them pretty freaked out in general. And, mm-hmm. and the thought of losing access to birth control. And nice. I don't know. We'll see what the younger set does. Maybe we're going to see a lot talk. of young men get vasectomies. That's what's happening. Actually, is a lot of young men are getting vasectomies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they're wise. Yep. yep. <laughs> Cranky said, I never had kids and I am so happy. I am Gen X. There you go. Mm-hmm. Gen, so Gen X here Z. too. Yeah, Gen X here. You know, Gen Z has been raising hell for years politically, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seen some great as a politician if you get on the wrong side of some gen z ears you're Mm -hmm. screwed so uh well particularly with the with the wonderful creation of tiktok oh man where gen (laughs) zers multiply and fight the Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. love it there's a thing happening right now on twitter that is so funny and it is uh why can't i say his name Matt Gates. Matt Gates. I was going to say that's how insignificant he is. Matt Gates has been saying. Uh, he started. He said it once. Uh, you know, people loved it so much that now he can't quit saying it. That uh, all of the women that are protesting abortion rights are just a bunch of fat, ugly women that nobody would have sex with anyway. So they really should just quit worrying about it. Yeah, that little mm-hmm. weasel. So this teenager, yep, Olivia Juliana. Good job, cranky. Um. He called her out personally uh, after the altercation of sorts, a word altercation with her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she's a teenager who is heavy set, And, you know, he, had, he called a teenager out and called her fat and ugly, basically, because that's how grown up Matt Gates is. Classy. Classy. So she decided that she would just, and she's an activist uh, in Texas, and so she decided to just run with it well. In the last 48 hours, she has raised over $300,000 to help fighting for uh, reproductive rights and has two hashtags trending that have been posted countless times now. Uh, The first one being Matt Gates supports abortion because, uh, you know, he was the catalyst for her being able to fundraise for all of this money. Right. And then Matt Gates is triggered. <laughs> Love it. There was a bill that went through Congress uh, yesterday, a bill to help in the fight against human trafficking. And Matt Gates voted against it. Well, along of course with he 17 did. other senators. He's currently yeah. charged with trafficking. Oh, such a. Oh. But, you know, he's just the latest casualty to Gen Z. You fuck them up and you're done. That's mm. it. Yep. I know. I think it's so great. Yeah. I, I just, yes, we, we need to be watching these kids and, and taking notes because mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> Maddie McForehead is a puke in a pedo. It says Cranky. He is. Yep. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Renee. He's atop my FOS list right now. He really is. Those comments are so gross. And now all of these uh, women are repeating them. Like this is a, a funny new, uh, marching cry and i'm like really or rallying cry really really mm. anyway disgusting but... in women man it's a scary yeah thing. women what are you doing mm-hmm. renee said i may miss the first thursday show in august but i will be able to listen after that if i miss the first live can i hear it later yeah absolutely 
it'll yeah, just I'm, show up as in your archives. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah. Whether you watch it on YouTube or depending on where you're going to subscribe, but mm-hmm. one or the other. Yep. For sure. Well, should we tear into it? We've got I, all kinds I of stuff to should. do. We've got some interesting stuff. We really do. I think I'm just going to start with Daybell. Yeah, do. Yeah. This, my God. There's a few things with Daybell. First of all, a listener, uh, we have had a, uh, a spotting of Mr. Pearl Clutcher himself. Oh. Shopping in the Winco. Here? The Winco here in IF? Oh. No. Oh, no. where he lives? In, in the Boise area. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love yep. it, love it. Yep. Uh, John Pryor shopping in Venmo or shopping in Venmo shopping in. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw Colleen's a comment about Venmo. Yes. Shopping <laughs> in the Winco cruising along. Uh, you know, it was interesting. We keep hearing, we've seen him so many times. So red faced and talked about is the dude a drinker? Does he have a high blood pressure problem? Is this just his complexion? Like, why is he so red faced? Right. Well, he looks like his head's going to explode at any just, moment. Well, and he gets more and more purple when he's mad in court. Yeah. But uh, he was real red-faced just walking in Winco. Ah, okay. So, I don't know. Cranky wants to know if he was voluminously shopping. I, I would imagine. I don't know. We didn't get a report about what was in the cart. That would have been telling, right? That would have been very telling, yeah. Was this boxes of wine and Twinkies or was it something else? <laughs> Franzia. I'm sure it's Franzia. <laughs> That's the whole problem. But there you go. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, uh, we also heard a report. We've had lots of gossip coming through lately on the Daybell mm-hmm. case. Uh, we also heard that uh, Emma and her husband have moved to Utah or are in the process of moving to Utah, which is really oh, inter- <laughs> which is really interesting to me because uh, what's going on with that house? So the youngest son, Mark, was living there, too, the best, to the best of our knowledge, mm-hmm. as well, of course, as Emma and Joseph and their child. And if they're moving, if is everyone moving out? Is that house about to be sold? Or has it been seized? Or, like, what's happening with the house? Yeah, that's very interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. How they have stood to live there this long, I do not know. Yeah. Not me neither. I don't know how they lived there for a minute. <laughs> But we, we do have some suggestions of uh, what was in Mark Means's carts. <laughs> Cammy wondered about lotion and Kleenex. <laughs> oh, yuck. Cranky wondered about, a, it, this isn't Mark Means, it's uh, John Pryor. Yeah, John uh, Pryor. A bag of crack apples. He wanted another crack at the apple, did he? <laughs> that could be, that could be. I We that don't totally know. Yeah. We don't know. Could be any of these things and probably worse. Probably, yes. Any news about Mark Means? There had been rumors that he had moved out of state. I haven't heard shit about Mark Means in months. Quite he sure hasn't he did posted on Twitter to, in a while. Uh, Missouri. Nothing. I think we, he's laying low. Heard. Yeah. I would I think, think he's so. laying low for a bit. Mm-hmm. Hoping that the state bar doesn't uh, catch up with him, maybe? Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, he actually tweeted. Oh. He tweeted on July 13th. It's, uh, it was a retweet of an article about Johnny Depp's legal team says Amber Heard's request for a mistrial verge into the frivolous. And his well, comment was. Mr. Means would know, wouldn't he? Well, this is typical Mark Means. It's nonsensical because he didn't uh, spell check. Uh <laughs> Or, uh, you know, quality check. Frivolous mm-hmm. is way of saying Depp's team wants attorney fees costs from Herd's lawyers. <laughs> okay. So do what you will with that. Yeah. Well, there you go. And yes, Brandy <laughs> Pryor is on the deed of the Daybell House. The docket commented, besides that, what have you been doing to keep busy? <laughs> <laughs> gosh yeah <laughs> oh yep. colleen trolls him on twitter good to know mm-hmm. I, I do too i have um my notifications turned on for him so if he he tweets i generally know <laughs> mm-hmm. yep 
He also tweeted something about what the LDS church says about abortion. Hmm. I, I don't know. That's what he's been tweeting. That's all we know. Hmm. Well, I, I do wonder if they're selling the house. If the house it is really going to be sold for mm -hmm. Chad's legal fees. Yeah, Pryor's on the deed. He's the only one on the deed now. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they're selling the house to fund his... Because, I mean, they're looking now at having to fund, like, expert witnesses and stuff. Right. With and zero DNA money. tests and... Yeah. 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 The mm -hmm. experts, yeah, when they do that DNA testing, they're going to have to have an expert there. Mm -hmm. Wherever they do it. And they're going to have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to sell it or sell it at all. So mm -hmm. the, our best uh, idea is that is that Pryor is in charge of Chad's estate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, they wouldn't be able to sell it without Pryor's permission. Yeah, right. maybe he kicked them out. That was what we wondered. Did he kick mm -hmm. them out? Maybe. And maybe they've just got to have the money from that house to continue to fund his defense. But I also wonder if they've struggled to find and keep work here. Yeah. You know, if I they really they needed have. to move away, I would think that they would need to move away. So. Well, and who's going to buy this house? I have two Somebody thoughts. buys this house and makes like a horror show out of it. That would be really terrible. Right. See, that's, I think it's one of two things. More Someone from out of the area can. that doesn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Or some creepy murder murderabilia person that's what that i worry about that would, that's what this you know is about. like create mm -hmm. something creepy yeah both mm -hmm. make you know i'd feel bad for anybody that bought the house that didn't know <laughs> that was moving into the area and had no idea right um but yeah yeah it could be you know that murderabilia stuff gets real intense and there are people who buy houses where terrible mm -hmm. things have happened on purpose oh on purpose for sure yeah yeah yeah, so ick and ooh. Yeah. And actually on that note, speaking of ick and ooh, let's talk about Charles Manson. Yeah, oh my God, there's so much weird shit going on with his estate. What the hell? So when Manson died, there was a big legal battle over his body. Right. Back in 2017. So two different men emerged that said that they were, one said he was a son, the other said he was a grandson. Uh, another woman who said she was a daughter, but she didn't emerge until later, a sister. She didn't emerge until later. And then uh, two other men who claim to uh, have a claim to his estate, that one of them is a very long-term pen pal, and the other is a collector of murderabilia. They all tried to claim Manson's body. Uh, what? Hard ick. Yeah. Why would anyone want Manson's body? Why would you want to admit to anyone that you were his kid or his grandkid? And, and a pen pal thinks that he has a right to his... What? Well, the pen pal will get there. This is It gets interesting. But so here's what happened. A man named Jason Freeman, who claims to be a grandson, whose father's name is Charles Manson Jr. Oh, God. Uh, Wouldn't you change that if that was your name? Wouldn't you, right? like, stat legally change it? Well, you notice he goes by Freeman. <laughs> yeah, I would. He won the right to his grandfather's body. The right. He said they acted like ninjas. This is back in 2018. They acted like ninjas to keep the funeral in Porterville, California, from gaining attention. Only 20 people came. Sandra Good, who was a member of the original Manson family, she was there. She wasn't a part of the killings, but she was a part of their bullshit. Right. But she uh, kept his environmental directive going, air, trees, water, and animals. Mm. So his body was dressed in an orange ATWA t-shirt for the funeral. And then he was cremated and spread over a hill in California. Afton Burton was there. She was his fiance in 2014. Oh, good God. She's only 53 years younger than Manson. It's all. Are you kidding me? What? They were engaged for just a minute. Mm -hmm. Listen, lady, you need yes. 
therapy, medication, mm-hmm. something. But oh, here's what really yes. got me. So it, it was a four-month court battle before they could get a hold of the uh, the body. <sighs> so during the court fight, Freeman and a probate attorney talked about Manson's body being kept on ice by the Kern County coroner. But the <sighs> funeral home told Freeman that they had a mess on their hands and there was gross neglect to the corpse. <gasps> Ooh. It was in storage Ooh. for four months. But it should have been like frozen or something, right? He said it was clear to him his grandfather had not been properly stored. Aww. Oh. Darn. You mean no. Manson was treated disrespectfully? Mm. That's such a tragedy. Yep. However, Kern County said Manson's body wasn't treated any differently than any other. So maybe that should be a concern to us all. Uh, Yeah, I'm afraid. So So Freeman, the grandson, is also a devout Christian and had a local pastor lead the service. Like, why did this dude have a service at all? Why at all? So his father, Charles Manson Jr., committed suicide when he was a little boy. Wow. This was just... Charles Manson left nothing but destruction in his wake. Right. Nothing. So anyway, all that happened in 2018. Oh, well, Ali has explained it to us. Oh. Bodies still decay in the fridge like steak. Ooh. Oh, thank you. Uh, terrible okay. visual, but yes, thank you. <laughs> that does make sense. Okay. There you go. Now you know. Well, fast forward now to 2022. There has been a woman as a part of the fight over his estate who claims to be his sister. And she just uh, today withdrew herself from the dispute. So now Jason Freeman, the supposed grandson, uh, and then I don't know why they keep calling him supposed because it looks to me like they've, they've determined he's the grandson. We're just going to say that okay. the grandson, as well as a man named Michael channels, who is the pen pal. And he says that he has a will and that he is the inheritor of the state. So now they both have to fight it out to decide who gets to get his estate. What is in his estate, you may wonder? Yeah. Someone who died in prison, what would be in his estate? Right. What would be in his estate? Well, not much, but his writings. Oh, gross. So, all of his writings, all of the madness that he wrote while he was in prison, that's really what's up for grabs. There's a little bit of clothing, and that's pretty much it. But it's so the this writings. Is about money. They want they want the rights to the things he wrote so they can publish them. Yes. Yuck. I think so. Ugh. So Channel's attorney says they have a handwriting expert ready to testify that it is Manson's handwriting on the will. Of course, uh, the but other attorney says, and like right, legal? and also, did he have the right to write a will while he was in prison? Maybe he did. I would think yes, that you mm-hmm. could, yeah. So here's what Channel's says. He became my friend over 30 years ago, and back when I saw him saw a person in him where others just saw some sideshow. Um, no channels. They saw a murderer. Yeah. Channels wrote to the times in an email. Manson has always been someone's whipping boy or a source of revenue from television or newspapers all his life. Oh so my I, God. Yeah. So I know it's hard for anyone to understand, but I never wanted anything from him. He says he doesn't want his stuff to monetize it in any way. Uh, he just wants Bullshit. his stuff because he wants to protect his things. Bullshit. Yeah. There is no way he's not going to immediately, whoever gets that stuff is going to print it. Right. Yeah. And ownership of his likeness, Aaron. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So anyway, Good apparently uh, there's, you know, the sister or supposed sister or whatever has stepped out so there's one less person in line to the crowd or to the throne but now now these two still have to fight it out so we'll keep an eye on this disgusting situation and let you know right like paula says if it were my relative i would want those things so i would know they had been destroyed right just burn it all man for sure 
So, Christy, do you want to talk to us about uh, Cheeto? Cheeto. Oh, Cheeto. Mm -hmm. Cheeto, Cheeto. Yes. Yeah. So we talked. We did an, an episode on Cheeto Asuncion, who is a serial killer in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, he is sitting in jail. He has been denied any bail. Yeah. And so if you remember, he murdered two people and injured and attempted to murder two others. These were knife crimes. Mm -hmm. um, so he did go. He has been in court. Um, he's being examined for mental examined. No evaluated or examined i mixed i i combined those words um she's in a hurry yeah <laughs> so basically he is being held without bail yeah and court is basically suspended right now while they determine his fitness to stand trial so he's just sitting they will not allow him to bond out um and then they're just gonna you know, they, they don't even want to move forward with anything until they know, is this guy even competent to stand trial? So that's kind of where it's at. Um, but we had talked about him and I wanted to just update that, that he's just chilling in jail while they do their evaluations with him. Because mm -hmm. there are real questions about if he actually can stand trial at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not surprising looking at his pictures. Yikes. Right? He does not look like he's got it all together. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, let's talk just a little bit about uh, the murderer or the accused murderer, sorry, of Jay Lee yes. in Harrington. So we, our episode today was about Jay Lee's murder. And Tim Harrington, who has been charged with his murder, uh, was uh, in court today, should have been on a bond hearing. And he, the uh, defense asked for more time. So he'll mm -hmm. stay in jail for two more weeks uh, until they meet yet again to decide on August 9th what bond will be. And that's about all that happened. Uh, the judge allowed, the judge allowed filming in the courtroom with no sound. That's weird. What's the point of that? Well, apparently in Mississippi, they typically do not allow cameras in the courtroom for any reason. Oh, okay. And so this was a stretch of the rules in the first place to allow any of that. But, uh, yeah, so. Video with no sound. audio. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to lip read the whole time? Is that Apparently so. So we were hoping there might be a little bit more info start rolling out about what evidence they have to charge this guy. They have no body. So they must have something pretty big, but nothing, nothing at all. So we'll mm. just keep an eye on that and see it roll forward. What we do know is that he is from a very wealthy and well-connected family. And his uncle is potentially one of the attorneys that is uh, representing him. The other attorney, the one that was in the courtroom with him today, is a legislator in their state and is really billed as, like one of the top lawyers in the state. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, really it is. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You don't often see somebody accused of a murder like this, who has like that kind of legal representation. Mm -mm. That's interesting. Yep. Again, makes me go, they must have really, they must really have some evidence here. They've yeah. got to, because they have no body, yeah. but they're still, um, I can answer the Jean Bonnet question in the chat. Oh, yeah. If you want me to. Yes, please. I know that wasn't on our list, and I realize it should have been. So what's happening is there's a real push to do genealogical DNA with the mm -hmm. DNA from the Jean Benet Ramsey case. And yeah. CC Moore, who is the geneticist at Parabon that has solved a bunch of murders yeah. lately, wants to do the genealogical DNA, you mm -hmm. know, build the build the family tree backwards kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so uh, kind of waiting to see if that's going to be allowed. We're hoping mm -hmm. it will be. She could solve the Jean Benet Ramsey case. Would Cece Moore be the biggest hero ever if she solved the I mean, Jean Benet Ramsey case? In my mind, she already is, but yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Cece Moore is a badass. Mm-hmm. But to be able to solve Jean Benet with this technique would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right, Janet. Boulder police do need to suck it up and let this be solved and just acknowledge mm-hmm. that they fucked it up royally and we mm-hmm. all know they did. Right. But yeah, this is big. So we'll be keeping an eye on it. I've been keeping an yeah. eye on it. And I, we, we send messages back and forth to each other on Wednesdays about what we want to talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. And I'd already read a bunch of the Jean Benet stuff and then I didn't send it because uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's okay. We got there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Well, on that note, tell us, uh, tell us about the new life of Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, well. I mean, can we all just breathe a sigh of relief that she is finally in prison? Mm-hmm. So she has been moved to a low security prison in Florida mm-hmm. for her 20 year sentence. Of course, she's going to appeal and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. she is already listed as an inmate mm-hmm. at the. Correctional Institute in Tallahassee, Florida. She was moved last Friday, it's believed. Yep. This is not the facility that her <laughs> attorneys requested. They wanted her to go to Danbury, Connecticut. I can only imagine oh, gosh. what a cushy mm-hmm. little prison that is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Still, though, this is, this is not where hardened criminals go. Right. At all, where she's going. Yeah. So a, they talked, this article, ABC News, talked to um, a federal prosecutor, uh, a former federal prosecutor named um, Duncan Levin. And Duncan said, there's nothing cushy about Maxwell's designation. She is going to be surrounded by barbed wire and fences. Her new facility is a far cry from the min- minimum security camps that people may imagine from television and probably that place in Connecticut where she wanted to go. Well, good. So you can imagine what kind of bitching there is going to be about her treatment because trafficking children to sex offenders, you know, apparently in her mind, still not that big of a deal. Wow. Yeah. Oh, also the programs that will be offered to her will be few and far between given staff cutbacks and the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's a shame because the government should be investing as much as possible to rehabilitate even the least popular inmates. Oh, please. There will be no rehabilitation of Ghislaine F. Maxwell. Okay. She is high on the FOS list, although I've never been to Tallahassee, so it'll probably never happen. But um, yeah, Ghislaine is going to be the next Florida man, right? <laughs> it kind of seems that way. Yeah. 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 So I'm just glad she's finally got her ass in prison. Yes. 100%. So maybe we'll hear less about her. I kind of doubt it because her attorneys mm-hmm. never shut up. Um, neither do her siblings. <laughs> no, they just are appalled at the way she has been treated. Ugh. Oh, gosh, shut up. If you could be appalled... Yeah. At the way even one of her victims has been treated, I might feel differently. But you're yeah. not, you not jackasses. At the very least, you know. Yeah. Well, good. And I just really expect that any attempts, you know, for moving forward, I don't think that any of these attempts to appeal are going to gain any momentum at all. They're not. They're not. I mean, the only I think the only legit one they had was that question about that juror. And yeah. the judge didn't bite on it. I just don't think this is going to go anywhere. She did yeah. it. We all know she did it. She's an arrogant bitch and she mm-hmm. needs to go to prison. Yeah. That's yeah. the only solution here. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, let's change gears and talk for a minute about Craig Rowland. <laughs> Craig Rowland, Bingham County Former Bing- Bingham County Sheriff. We've talked about Craig here several wait, wait. times. I believe, a, what did we call him? A gen- gelatinous bag of rotting fish guts. Gen- yeah, Rowland. gelatinous bag of rotting fish guts. Craig Rowland. Yeah. Former Sheriff of Bingham County, Idaho, which is just one county over from me, mm-hmm. uh, has finally chosen to uh, resign as sheriff. He's held on for a long time because he was his crime happened in November of 2021. Uh, he finally, he, he's getting a new attorney. 
because his current attorney, they had some communication breakdowns, which I think is probably Craig Rowland saying, I didn't do anything wrong and I'm not going to jail. And his Mm -hmm. attorney going, you probably need to be a little more realistic here. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has been given a court date, a trial Mm -hmm. date, which is in October. Can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. He is finally resigning as sheriff so that Bingham County, because he's still been the sheriff, but he has also been on leave. So Bingham County has no sheriff. Mm-hmm. Not oh, and also is unable to carry a firearm. Yes. Yeah. Because he's facing firearm charges. So, you know, mm-hmm. bye bye, Craig. We so don't I really that. think that this is Craig. This is the beginning of Craig taking a plea. This is what I think. Yeah. I'm thinking that he was told he was going to have to resign before he could do that. And yep. so he's, this is the slow march. Well, if he's got a half a brain, he would. Well, he's because he's charged with two felonies and shouldn't be in prison because he has put lots of people in prison. And right, my for thinking, his own safety, you'd think he would try not to go to prison. My thinking is that uh, he's finally starting to at least see some of the writing on the wall, and is going to try to plead these down to avoid prison or to get a recommendation for some kind of a a house incarceration for a time or something to keep him out of prison. That's what I'm thinking is really happening here. I would think so. But, you know, he fired, well, his attorney quit because of communication issues, but I imagine that attorney was trying to convince him to take a plea deal. So Uh we'll see if he goes to trial in October, but um, happy to see that the good old boys club is not functioning for this idiot. Mm -hmm. You know, it started out that way. Yeah, it did. But, um, you I mean, know. He got away with this for a minute. He did. He did. Uh, not anymore. And yeah. I'm happy to see that his community that elected him wanted him out. And mm-hmm. we're not going to tolerate this kind of behavior from law enforcement or anyone. Yeah. You don't get to assault a, a woman and a group of teenage girls who are out just doing uh-huh. a nice thing. With a gun. With and be a terrifying. gun. Yep, and just threaten them, scare them. He physically assaulted the woman. He drug her out of the car by her hair. Yeah, she happens to to be his neighbor. Yeah, put a gun to her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good. You guys remember how I think it was just last week we said we felt like maybe Alex Murdaugh was going for the world's record of most charges, (laughs) right? Well, Robert Cremo said, "Hold my beer." Right. He has been indicted today for 117 counts. This, of course, this is the guy who, this is the parade shooter from the 4th, the 4th of July. Yeah. From the uh, Highland Park shooting. 117 counts. So 21 counts God. of murder includes three counts of murder for each of the people who died. As well as, and of course, the you know all they them were listed, but forty eight other individuals by name on charges of uh, shooting them uh, with a firearm while knowing such an act created a strong probability of death or great bodily harm. Mm-hmm. So forty eight counts of attempted murder in the first mm-hmm. degree, and forty eight charges of aggravated battery with a firearm. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So this is marching forward in a big, big way. Wow. Yes, it is. Um, some of the... Uh... Oh, why was he given three counts of first-degree murder for each victim? Uh, Janet, it's been a little unclear why, except for that there's probably conspiracy there as well. Well, and there's probably different levels of, of murder charge. Like they, they do that a lot now. Like mm-hmm. a jury will have, will be, 
are they going to charge him with first degree, second degree? Is this going to be manslaughter? And then they have the gun charges. So is this first degree murder or is this, you know, murder in the commission of a felony, Mm -hmm. which is felony murder? Like there's a, basically they're going to hit him with every charge they can think of Mm -hmm. and let the jury decide which one, which one is the most fitting. Okay. That makes sense. We've seen a lot of that lately. Yeah, we have. We have. So there you have it. There was also something filed uh, that had to do with his mental health. uh, And his attorneys had uh, filed to have those documents sealed due to his HIPAA rights. You know, Mm. no big surprise there. And that happened. Hey, Christy. And good night, Renee. So, yeah, that's that's it. Yep. What a damn coward for sure, Colleen. So that's, uh, yeah, 117. Yeah, even beat Alex Murdaugh, and that's saying something. And this is not right? a good game to win. No, Oof. no, it's not. Except for that, his were all at the same time, versus Alex, who have been over the scope of several years. Anyway, different crimes, some murder for both of them, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, interesting stuff. Let's see. Let me get back to our list, Christy. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about the author's event, the true crime event that had to be canceled. Oh, my gosh. You guys, sometimes I just question what the hell is happening. So you may remember this. Tony Costa was a serial killer more than 50 years ago now um, in Provincetown, Massachusetts. And there have been... He, he took his own life in 1974 in prison, but he was convicted in 1969 of dismembering two women. Um, and there was suspicion that he killed at least six others. Mm-hmm. So two books have recently been written by him about him. One is called The Babysitter, My Summers with a Serial Killer. This is by Liza Rodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she literally was babysat by him. Mm-hmm. And so she's just telling her story, her experiences with him. And then Jennifer Jordan in 2021 published Helltown, the untold story of a serial killer on Cape Cod. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. That, no, I'm sorry. The, the babysitter book was Liza Rodman and Jennifer Jordan wrote it together. Um, untold story on Cape Cod was Casey Sherman. So there are these two books about him. Well, they wanted to hold like a, a book event with these two around these two books there on Cape Cod where he had murdered people. They were, you know, trying to, um, you know, get interest around for their books and the bookstores there because this was a local case. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, there has been such a huge outcry and online bullying and threats to these authors and the bookstore Mm-hmm. that they have had to cancel these book events. Now, you would think, who's mad about this? You know who's mad about this? Friends of Tony Costa. Yeah. Like, this, it's people that were in support of him. Yeah. Is that just beyond the pale here? What in the, yeah. I mean, yeah. Friends and family of him. This wasn't about families of the victims. No. This wasn't about the community. This no. is friends and family of this serial murderer. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How does he Ugh. have family and friends left? How does he have anyone know. claiming him in any way? How? Right. And why would you? Why would you? Like, he was convicted of these murders he did it. He is was a serial killer. Really creepy, scary stuff. But they they were shaken up by the threats and stuff mm-hmm. enough that they actually canceled the whole event. Isn't that sad? Just, it is sad because I think it's really scary. Well, it's sad What's for going the on with these people? families who were be were were seen. You know, the victims right. were seen. Their lives were seen and mattered. And these guys shut mm-hmm. that down yet yeah. again. They were not seen thanks to this kind of stuff. Right. Just so weird. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap us up tonight. 
yeah. with a story that will blow your damn mind. Oh my God. This makes me physically ill. So this happened in Indiana. And there was an incident in Indiana in a jail where there is a women's wing and a men's wing. And on the night of October 24th, 2001, one of the jailers sold a key to enter the women's side to the inmates, the male inmates, and let them go in there. And then completely failed to notice, even though there's lots of cameras in there, and, you know, supposedly guards on duty, no one noticed that a bunch of men from the men's side were in the women's side raping all of the women. It's horrific. 28 women have filed uh, federal civil lawsuits. And there are several more plaintiffs coming and more that are claiming that they were injured in this, but they are not bringing a lawsuit because they're just too traumatized at this point to even go there. Right. Here's what, uh, what the documents say. The last, first lawsuit that was filed last month for the first 20 women says the males threatened, assaulted, and raped the females over the course of multiple hours. This went on mm. all night long. And they just looked the other way and allowed it. It's mm -hmm. just. Women were hiding under beds and tables and just trying to be invisible. Women were impregnated that night by rape. One woman particularly who is, uh, was a virgin, is a virgin, and a lesbian was raped violently. It's awful. And is so traumatized over it that she's unwilling to be able to join a lawsuit because she said her mental health just can't handle it. Women were forced to give oral sex. But the jail claims that a lot of it was consensual. These were boyfriends of a lot of these women that just managed to get a hold of a key and come across. And they were having sex because they wanted to. Here's the so thing. Women it are in jail. Matter if they so were their to. boyfriends at the same time? Yeah. Bullshit. No, no. Mm. not at all. So here's what happened. They pushed a call button finally, and finally they got guards to uh, come to their to their uh, rescue and get the men out of there. They were immediately punished on the women's pod by losing their dark privileges. So the lights remained on in the female pods for the next 72 hours. Oh my God. That's part of, losing part of losing dark privileges means that they also were placed on lockdown, denied normal privileges, had personal property like pillows, blankets, and personal hygiene items confiscated. And many of the women who were attacked were later interrogated by the sheriff's department and treated like they were the perpetrators. Yep. It's unbelievable that this yeah. happened. This happened last year. We're not talking about a long time ago. This happened in 2021. It's just unfucking believable that this happened and that this is still going on. Yep. I mean, where are the criminal charges for those guards that allowed this? The one that sold the key for $1,000. The guard the who stole the key is facing charges of trafficking with an inmate, aiding escape, and official misconduct. Where's the rest of the charges? Where's all of the rape charges? Yeah. Yeah. Where's facilitating rape? Huh? Yeah. Where's that? Yep. I mean, I guess trafficking, that probably is, but my yep. God, yep. absolutely horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could anyone believe this was the first time? Nah, definitely no. not. Nope. Sure and yeah, wasn't. there was no woman working there at the time. All men. All men. Yep. 
true, Cranky. This is Indiana, where they want rape 10-year-olds to give forced birth. Yeah. That is incredibly fucked up. We have to talk about these stories because we have to, have to face the fact that stuff like this is continuing to happen. Yeah. We can't act like, you know, we're beyond those things these days. We're not at all. We are definitely not. Yeah. Can you imagine them being put on lockdown, them having their belongings confiscated, them being forced to live with the lights on for 40, for 72 hours because they told yeah, I guess we can. I guess we can. Sadly, we can because it's not like it's first time this shit's happened. But that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. No kidding, Aaron. Every complicit male in this case needs to be sentenced to chemical castration. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, the one girl that got pregnant uh, ended up losing the baby, having a uh, miscarriage because of the trauma. Right. There were a ton of physical injuries to the women that uh, went mostly untreated. They weren't giving the medical care. No. And also, you know, an incredible amount of psychological abuse as well. It's horrifying. Well, I mean, can you imagine the trauma? I mean, you are trapped. You are in a cage in that situation. Yep. Yep. Man. Without a doubt. Yep. Ugh. So the way to bring down the room. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Jesus I know. Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there you go. So stay loud. Don't get silenced. Let's just keep getting loud. You know. We do. We have to. And, and you're yeah. right, Ali Fair. We have to vote these jackasses out. That are allowing this kind of behavior. Yep. Oh, Cammy said she's going to bed. Wait, I've been in bed for five days. Oh, I'll bet you have. Okay, oh, thanks so for being here. Uh, we're going to go too because um, I've got to go buy a sublimation system. Right. <laughs> so we'll be back tomorrow night at seven. Nothing has changed. It'll change next week. So with the psychic hour, just same place, same time, normal stuff. Yep. 7 p.m. tomorrow night. And we are pulling uh, spiritual AF cards. It is that time of the month. We are. We need it. It's time to get <laughs> pissed off and this will be the way to do it. Yep, we're going there. And we'll tell you about our uh, shattering ceremony that we held yes, the other night. Yes, we will. Pretty great. Yep. It certainly was. Yep, for sure. All right, guys, thanks so much for being here. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.